Welcome to Van Lathan's The Red Pill, where we give you the brutal reality of truth. Today's guest is nothing short of hip-hop royalty. You guys know Rockefeller Records. We have had Damon Dash on the show, one of the architects of Rockefeller Records, and we have another one of them today, Kareem Biggs Burke, oftentimes referred to as the silent partner of The Rock. Uh, this guy means a lot to hip-hop. He means an inordinate inordinate amount to hip-hop. These guys changed clothing. They changed rap. uh, They changed the culture. And now we're going to talk a little bit about how he was able to do that, about some of the struggles that he went through personally and professionally as being one-third of Rockefeller with Dame and Jay, about how going uh, to prison changed the trajectory of his life and made him realize some things about him that he didn't know He's going to tell me about the one artist that he wished he had signed when he was at Rockefeller and the one artist that if he was starting Rockefeller today, he would sign. Fantastic. Also, we're going to talk a little bit about his sort of complicated relationship with Kanye West um, and why Biggs has always been a guy that never ever needed the spotlight or the credit something that we could all use a little bit less of on instagram too much i am too by the way we are still doing the ads for the community i still need you guys to send in your companies and the and the black and brown community ads to put it out there to make sure we get these businesses highlighted it's just that we got so many submissions now, I'm trying to line these things up and sift through them. So it's taking us some time. We'll start back with them next week. Don't stop. Hit me up in the DMs. Now we're going to go to Biggs. We ask you guys every single podcast to clap. I make the white people in the room clap uh, for all of them, I guess. I'm not nervous to make you clap, but I want to make sure, as we did when we had Dame here, that you give legends their proper due and clap for Kareem Burke one of the architects of our culture. Give it up for him right now. Oh, shit. Okay. That's what Thank I'm talking you. about. That's true, man. How, when, when you hear Thank yourself introduced like that, what does it feel like? Um, I mean, humbling. Mm. You know, so I, I, never, I don't look at it like that. You don't? No. And it, it wasn't until probably a few years ago when I started to see what we, cre- what we created and then the impact that it's starting to have, you know. So while it was happening, you really couldn't see no, that? No, not at all. Hmm. Had to be removed from that. Even enjoying some of uh, Jay songs. You know, like when you're in it, you know, you, you feel a different, it's a different process. Like when you're in a studio and you're creating, you're hearing a song a thousand times over and over and over again, rather than just hearing it as a fan for the first time when it's released to the public. Yeah, see, that's wild to me. The yeah. reason why I say that that's wild is because it took me a long time. I'm from Baton Rouge. I'm from mm-hmm. Louisiana. So it took me a long time to like give jay-z this sounds stupid to give mm. jay-z a chance yeah like we're listening down there in baton rouge we got our own style of music we got hip-hop that we got and their presence would run on mm. bt rap city shout out to joe claire and for a long time i would turn from it but then the moment i let it rock the moment my brother was like yo that's jay-z that's like one of the dopest rappers the moment i let it rock <laughs> how long ago was that I was, I was like 15 or 16. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, right. like I was like I was a kid. Yeah. And it was from the East Coast and a lot of the East Coast stuff, like we weren't on it as much. Mm-hmm. But the 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 first time I heard his voice, I was like, that's that. Yeah. Like that dude is a genius. Mm-hmm. And when you're in the studio, did you feel that same way? Or like like or was it 
it was probably it was definitely prior to being in the studio with him. It was some songs that I heard from Clark Kent. Mm. Uh, that a legend. Shout out Clark Kent. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, that's what like ninety five South uh, got to reach the top. Those are some songs that that um, introduce uh, his sound and his uh, combining street with uh, the metaphors and the lyricism that he had to, you know, to make him that complete guy early on. You know, obviously mm-hmm. after that, he started talking about worldly views and things like that and what he's seen. Mm-hmm. But at that moment, that's, that's what spoke to me because that was the life that I was living. All right. Interesting to me, we never saw you mm-hmm. the entire time. Yeah. Had no clue what you looked like. <laughs> All, only time we would ever see, we would see your name in the credits. Yeah. Three of that would be like, no, nah, Rockville is actually three guys. Um, now with the way things are in society now, everybody has to be out front. Whatever you do doesn't matter unless everybody knows that you did it. Every you have mm-hmm. to put it on Instagram. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not saying yeah. that's. I'm just saying. Yeah. Generally speaking. Generally speaking. Yeah. Not not. There are plenty of people that move yes. behind the scenes. Uh-huh. What wasn't alluring about that for you? Um, I think it's probably my past life too. You know what I'm saying? Being a guy from the streets yeah. and doing what I was doing, I was always uh, the guy that didn't want to be seen anyway. So it was just something that was, um, you know, I guess innately built, you know, my makeup. That's mm-hmm. that's just what it was. And then as I got into the music business, it just kind of stood there. And then we, you know, we had a formula. Jay would uh, be the mouthpiece for music and Dane would be the mouthpiece for the business, right? right. And we just kind of kept with that. It was a point guard. It was a forward. There was a center. Yeah. And we just kept that model, you know, pass it to the person closest to the basket, you know what I mean, yeah. for the easy shot. Right. So, uh, you know, it, it just stood that way. And then I was very comfortable doing it. It's funny because it was this interview I just seen on Instagram, right? Somebody, I think somebody tagged me in it. And so it was me, Jay, and Dame. I've never seen this video, right? Mm. So this is really, really early on. Mm-hmm. So Jay is speaking. And then it's a swipe through, right? So you swipe through, he finished talking, you swipe again, then Dame is speaking. And I'm right there the whole time and I have my arms like this. So uh-huh. I'm like, what the hell am I about to say? <laughs> and I never speak. You never said anything. <laughs> so I, I'm just there the whole time. So I, just, right. I was just showing it to somebody yesterday laughing like, this is really funny, you know? Was there ever times where you three guys went places and they knew them and didn't know who you were? All the time. You never felt like, because... Being one third of it, and obviously there's a lot of younger people that listen mm-hmm. to my podcast, but I would assume and hope that there's nobody that would listen to my podcast that wouldn't understand exactly what Rockefeller meant in terms of um, hip hop culture. Mm-hmm. Like there were labels before, there have been labels after, but the between commercially, culturally, and just from a swag perspective, the impact that you guys had was so huge. You never, ever, ever at any point was like, yo, I'm here too. No. Like, no. No. I, I mean, I didn't do it for that. You know what I'm saying? It was a good uh, business decision to start the, you know, and for me, it was about building a business and then eventually selling it. You know, we knew that from day one. So, oh, so from day one, the plan was to sell Rockefeller. Yeah, yeah. You know, every time we build a business, we think about, at, you know, how to scale and sell it at the end. Mm-hmm. So once we did that uh, deal with Universal, when we did the co-venture, there was a formula set in place to sell it um, at the end. You know, so I think it was a five or seven year deal, something like that. So when and then Rock- we did an extension. When Rockefeller was sold, uh, we were heartbroken. Oh yeah, a lot of the fans, man, like <laughs> we were, we were heartbroken, like because it seemed like all you guys were going your separate ways. Yeah. Um. Did at any point. Uh, 
did you guys feel like, and it, it's good to see you and Jay kind of back on the same accord now, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, after so much time. At any point, did you guys feel the fans on that? Did you feel like there was a need to show unity even though the business part of it was? No, I don't think we ever did anything for fans. You know, we did stuff that made sense for us mm -hmm. or the business, you know, and if the fans appreciate it or not, that it was really on them. Yeah. But we can't make decisions, especially when your business on what the consumers are. You know, you got to do what you believe in. Right. So a lot of times, even with fashion, you, you you know, you start designing and trying to get on calendar and then looking at trending reports and color waves and then none of that stuff may sell. Mm -hmm. So you got to really do what's true to you. So it was all about not compromising integrity and doing what made sense. So that's why we actually did an extension instead of uh, just selling it and just getting rid of the brand. In the first, um, in the first place, we did, uh, I think it was a two or three year extension mm -hmm. after, after we sold. And a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know that. Like, mm -hmm. So the, the, the deal with Rockefeller eventually was supposed to end when? 2002. 2002. And yeah. it didn't, it was a couple of years after that, yeah. that happened, right? Yeah, 2005, I believe. Right. So at that point, it was mm -hmm. like, y'all would still get money. Yeah. All, and y'all, you wanted to keep it going. Or? Yeah. And then, you know, and we had another guy who, you know, had a nice sound and, you know, we thought he can be a pretty good artist um, mm -hmm. at some point in time. And, um, you know, who's that? I never heard of that guy. Uh, his last name is West. Oh, <laughs> oh that guy. <laughs> I have. <laughs> I think I've heard of that guy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so, so you saying like Kanye was a ma uh, one of the major reasons that kind of kept. The I wouldn't say. A I wouldn't say a major reason is that. Uh, so at that point, uh, Jay was doing Estee Carter, and um, Dame left to run Rockaware solely. So I, I took over the music business. Um, oh, okay. So I, so I was doing it day to day, so, um, probably since two from two thousand one mm -hmm. till two thousand five. Mm -hmm. So I personally did Kanye's and uh, Young Gun and then Beans and then State Property uh, as well. Why? Just like from a from a from a music executive standpoint, that that was those. Were yeah, yeah, yeah. Set it up. Went to radio. Picked the singles. You know everything. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I just read something as I was doing my homework <laughs> that uh, that you either you wanted through the wire. No, you wanted All Falls Down to be the lead single. No. Uh, after it was it was so after through the wire uh kanye wanted jesus walks right and i thought all falls down was the better uh commercial bigger single that spoke to his audience mm -hmm. and then to come back because i didn't think that from through the wire to jesus walks was uh you know something that we should just jump into right away right. because it's never been a song like that and a video like that played on radio from a hip-hop artist that was uh commercial a lot commercialized what is it like trying to convince kanye west to do something um, early on, it wasn't that hard. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, he always had his vision, you know, even with Jesus Walks. Uh, we had a, we would go to war with Universal because it was two different videos. I don't know if you guys remember, but he shot one for MTV mm -hmm. and one for BET, which was... I remember. One of the one for MTV, there was one that had that was like a big, <laughs> yeah. and then there was another one that was kind of more intimate and stuff like yeah, that. So, yeah, so, you know, stuff like that, you know, but we, 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 uh... We love that about Kanye and other artists too. That creative, you know, the um, the creative juices that they had and what they would bring to the table. So at that point, you know, we you know we agreed and we did a lot of the stuff that he wanted to do because it was his vision, and it was a different sound and a different time and 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 a lot of the stuff we agreed with, mm. you know. So the you know the stuff that he probably didn't know that was his first album, you know, how to work records and things like that. So that's why I kind of took the uh, the helms with that and I had an independent radio team, uh, don't think twice who actually chased after through the wire because through the wire wasn't doing well neither mm -hmm. so i had i think it was uh dc uh virginia uh 
and Chicago. Those are the three stations that I, I had chased after. And then got with Benny Pugh, who's now the uh, president of Rock Nation. Okay. Uh, at that time, he was the head of radio. And then him and I partnered up and then took through the wire. I think we got a number one song and then All Falls Down, number one. And then, you know. We out of here. Yes, yeah, history. History. Yeah. I'm going to come back to Rockefeller, but I'm interested in the story of Biggs right now. And, I, and the reason why uh, I'm so interested in it is because... It seems like you're in the midst of a rebirth or a rebranding or mm -hmm. you're doing so many different things yeah. uh, since you came home. Now, mm -hmm. you came home uh, a couple of years ago. Three years ago, yeah. Three years ago. Yeah. Um, and when your feet hit the streets, what was your mentality? Um, I, didn't, I had no expectations, actually. I didn't know what I would do. It wasn't even on my mind what I would do. Hmm. So um, I was really focused on my nonprofit when I first came out. Talk a little bit about um, that. So that's NCS Inside. And it's uh, NCS is a Christian group of men. It's about 20,000 men, 60 chapters around uh, U.S. And they fellowship and get together okay. and just talk about Understand men's that. problems. Christian. Yeah. Yet he didn't want Jesus Walks to be the single. Wow. No, I didn't say I didn't want it to be the single. I said I didn't want it to be the second single. It's a joke. I was just joking. Okay. Big, was just big shot me the serious look. That's right. Hey, hey, I'm hey, like, wait, ho, wait, ho, wait, ho, wait. ho, ho, ho. <laughs> You're talking about the Lord right now. I can't play. <laughs> it was a joke. And yeah. he was like, no, nah, I didn't say that, dog. Yeah. I'm like, all right. It's cool. Let's get that cool, clear, because you know the audience, they, they, right. they won't they, even, they they won't even uh, uh, toggle back. They'll just be like, <laughs> be like he did say he that. He did say that. Yeah. Uh, no, but so that group, th that's kind of what was on fire with you. Yeah, yeah. So and as we encouraging men to go into prison, to build relationships with the men and help them as they transition back to society. Sure. So. In insanely, incredibly important. One of the things that, you know, as we tackle these social issues in society right now, uh, there's far, far too long been an idea, and not so much in the black community, but in mainstream society, that bad people go to jail, and that's why you put bad people. Mm -hmm. um, that's not what you do. It's where you put people who have made mistakes, mm -hmm. um, and you should put them there fairly, and we should also invest into making sure that recidivism mm -hmm. is not on the menu when they get home. Yeah. So how do you see, what do you see your experiences from your group how do we uh, nurture, educate, rehabilitate, uh, get men and women who've been inside, um, give them what they need to succeed in society when they come home? Yeah, well, for us, there's a lot of things that need to be changed. So for us, though, we took a different uh, point of view, and it's about friendship, right? So a lot of times, even outside, right, uh, you know, kind of to go back, uh, you know, with, with Rockefeller at the height of our success there, I lost my mother, my brother was killed, my brother-in-law was killed, and my best friend was killed all in about four years, right? And then three of them was murdered, um, probably about 18 months span. So we didn't have the language or know how to really deal with that. It was just like, yo, yo, you good? Yo, Dame, yo, you good, Biggs? All right, come on, we got this this, this uh, board meeting or this conference call or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So I never really mourned, I never really went through the process, right? So friendship uh, is what I needed at that time to get me through that and we didn't have the language even though we were close we were brothers and yeah. things like that it, it's a different uh, it's a different way you got to really look at it and a lot of times we all needed time you know Dame losing Aaliyah Jay's father and then Dame eventually losing his pops as well so 
without the friendship, it doesn't matter if you come out and you're married, successful, a job. That doesn't mean you're not going to go through problems. Mm -hmm. That still might lead back to a drug uh, addiction or whatever it is you're going through. So we focus on the friendship, and we're hopeful that the friendship will get them through any problems that they may have or just being the ear, you know yeah. what I'm saying, and being vulnerable and being able to talk about what we're going through inside as well. Mm. So I encourage a lot of the men because I tell them, like, going in, you're probably going to, you're going to receive more than what these guys are receiving. Yeah. So guys coming out more encouraged, like, man, I think my life w thought my life was bad. You know, you go in and you hear about how these guys are still encouraged after doing whatever, 5, 10, 15, 20, or even 30 years. Yeah. You know, I went to prison um, about uh, six months ago, and the lowest sentence was maybe 20-something years. It was like 45 lives, you know, and them guys were so encouraged that we would just come in there, especially coming from our circumstance, to go back into prison and want to just share a story with them. Mm -hmm. You know, so a lot of the friendship for us is really important in the relationship aspect of it. You know, it's so crazy that you say that. <clears throat> I remember a friend of mine uh, was going through some issues with his girl. Mm -hmm. This was maybe, I don't know. 10 years ago, I'm 38 now, so I was right around 29 or 30. And, you know, this, this dude I've known since he was since we was six years old, mm -hmm. my oldest, dearest friend, he's going through some issues with his girl. He was out of the house. And he was explaining to me how being away from his girl was hard enough, but what he could not deal with at all was being away from his kids. Yeah. He said, he said yo, mm -hmm. like every single day, and I don't have any kids, right? He'd be like, mm -hmm. every single day I come home, right? I come home, and as soon as I come home, there's people that jump up, and they say, hey, daddy, mm. and they run over to me. And he's like, yo, my day can be hard, stressful, mm. all that stuff. That moment right there yeah. changes my whole day around. Mm -hmm. And as he's talking to me, something happens that I've never seen happen before. He starts crying. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what do I do? Because... We haven't really had the type of relationship. We've gone through so much together. Mm -hmm. But in being men and in competition and yeah. different things like that, we've never had a situation, even at funerals, yeah. we just kind of look at each other and be like, yo, yeah. man, send one up for the homeboy. He was a good dude and yeah. we move on. I was thinking to myself, like, how do I handle this? And really, I failed him. I was like, damn, dog, that's, uh, that's tough. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. You know what I'm saying? And mm. I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm trying yeah. to say I had no clue what to do to the point to where I had to call my dad and get some counsel yeah. and then go back over there and be like, fam, dog, are you okay? Man? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. As men, as black men especially, how do we learn how to express love for one another yeah. and sympathy for one another and empathy for one another? Exactly. That's what I was just talking about. That That's what I'm saying. Like, how we was we that language was lost with us. You know so what, what do we like, do to get it though? No, I'm saying now mm -hmm. that's, you know, I learned how to be vulnerable in prison. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, you know, having fellowships and stuff like that and talking about stuff that I've never talked about in my life. Right. So to your point, when my brother got killed, I didn't go into church because I didn't want anybody to see me crying. You know, and it's so mm. funny, we you know, to go back. I remember Kanye walking down the block and GLC and everybody. And I just greeted everybody. It was like, OK, go in. I sat in my car. And then I got back out and I seen everybody coming out and I greeted them. I was even too weak to be a pallbearer when we shipped mm. them, when we shipped them to St. Thomas. Somebody had to stand in for me. Yeah. And I didn't uh, go into church there neither. It took me nine years to look at a picture of my brother. It wasn't until I was in prison and I was like, okay, yo, send me a picture of him. Nine years, I couldn't even look at a picture. That's how much I was hurt. And I never cried or mourned. 
So I had to do all of that in prison. So I had to learn that for myself. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of a, a lot of that came from when I found God, you know what I'm saying? When Jesus stepped into my life and then I started the fellowship and hearing other guys pour out. And then I was encouraged to do the same thing. Now, when did you, when with your spiritual awakening, when would you say that you found God? It was actually uh, probably my last year. And I was running away from that. That was the first thing. When I went into prison, I said, look, I'm not writing a letter saying I hope this finds you in best health or stuff, you know, the, 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 the same prison heading that everybody sends. Yeah, 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 I said, yeah. I'm never doing that and I'm not going to any religious group. Like right. I was like, that was on my mindset going in. Right. You know, so, you know, kind of actually God found me, you know. Mm. So I'm a man of faith. Mm. Um, however, it's hard. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're all fallible human beings. It's yeah. just, you know, it's a belief system. That we, we hope that, or at least I do, that I hope that I'm getting better daily, you know what I'm saying? And then praying and just keeping that connection and relationship with mm -hmm. the Lord. But it doesn't mean we're not going to make mistakes. Yeah, you it, know? yeah it, it, it sometimes becomes something that like, you know, you wonder if you're doing it right. Yeah. You wonder mm -hmm. if you're sacrificing enough. Mm -hmm. You wonder if God stepped on this earth right now, would you even recognize him sometimes yeah. with the way that your, your life is going? Um, with all the places that you are, what are some of the things that you do to center yourself and make sure that you keep your spirituality bank full? Uh, uh, well, uh, uh, my partner and a friend of mine, Chip, is is one of the guys who who keeps me centered. You know, so that's actually how I uh, he introduced me to the Lord. You know, uh, speaking to Him, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's fellowship, and then it's my prayer. You know, so I have, I ha up. yeah, I have a relationship myself. You know, which I didn't have before. So I relied on him before, like introduce me to Lord and would go to him like, let's read scripture or we would fellowship or uh, uh, just talk about life. But then after I developed my own relationship with the Lord, then for me, it was easy to stand on my own. Yeah. So that's where I that's where I am now. That's still dope. still making mistakes daily. Still so. making mistakes. Yeah, because yeah, what happens is, you know, I'm doesn't going, make you perfect. Right. I'm going good. <laughs> I'm going good. I'm going good. And then all of a sudden, you know, I have some Hennessy. Yeah, <laughs> and then before you know it, I'm off the road. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. Maddie. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what that is. I only drink Douce. Oh, that's right. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I forgot about the branding. Oh, but you know what? Shout out to the Douce people who hooked me up with some Douce, man. It's still up, up there on the counter because mm. the bottle is so beautiful. I'm afraid to drink it. Yeah, the Douce is amazing though. Yeah. So. A lot of things changed for you while uh, you were inside. Has the has the the fashion thing has that always been a part of, of what you wanted to do? Because that's something mm -hmm. that you like. When when did that start? I mean, uh, that started six months after I was out. I was actually having a conversation with a friend of mine, Radu, about music. He wanted to talk to me about music, and I was like, uh, I'll go have the conversation. I asked him about what is he doing in fashion, and he had the brand Fourth of November already. Uh, they was lacking funding, so we came in, me and my partner came and funded that and then bought into the business, and then that's what started the fashion run for me. Hmm. I like business. It's not um, something specific uh, that I like. Oh, but, I see. But life's, anything in a lifestyle space is something that, you know, that, that uh, I'm usually drawn to. So TV, film, fashion, spirits, uh, you know, not necessarily music anymore. Um, Everybody's saying that. Dame said the same thing. Dame said he doesn't have any... any um, any interest in music anymore what's that about why i mean it, for, again it was a business thing for me and this uh you know that that came and went 
you know, I'm not trying to build, and, and I know how hard it is in, in the music business too, trying to find an artist and this, and then you start to manage, and you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a it's a long process and it's, it's draining for me. Right. Um. So I'm not interested in. I mean, I, I consult and um for free and mentor artists and give them advice, yeah. but I don't necessarily need to be a part of what they're doing. Right. If being that you guys were a part of. Um, the creation of one of the biggest hip hop empires, and you know, probably, well, actually not probably. There's no doubt about the fact. Whoever you think the greatest rapper of all time is, the most successful rapper of all time is only one guy. Hmm. That that can't be debate. That's just numbers. Um, because you were part of that, is there anybody that you see right now that you're thinking, yo, if I was gonna start Rockefeller today, this Saint John. Hmm. That would be the guy that you would want to start. St. John. I mean, that for a new artist right now, I'm not talking about anybody that else. Yeah. You know, the, the big artists. I mean, obviously, Drake is probably the biggest thing in the music business. Right. Um, but St. John is somebody that's phenomenal yeah. to me right now. What, what, a, what, a, what about St. John? He sings. He raps. He has his flow, his, uh, his message. He's like rock and roll. You know what I mean? He has his own identity. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I listen to his. I've been listening to his album like every day for the last probably two weeks uh, mm-hmm. since I found him. Uh, shout out to Tata who introduced me. Yeah, that's crazy. And then I end up meeting him two or three days later, which was funny. Yeah. Is that important to you? Like when you meet someone, <clears throat> when you want to do business with somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, numbers and figures matter, of course. Mm-hmm. But is the connection and sort of. Uh, uh, Knowing that you're with a trustworthy person, a solid person, a stand-up person—is that that's how, how important One, is that? That's that's everything. I mean, at this point in my life, I don't want to really do be business, be in business with anybody. I don't want to be in relationship with. Mm. You know, early on, it would have probably you know you chasing a check or whatever. Somebody dangles something, you kind of go after it. But at this point, it's not about the money for me. It's about the relationship first. And if we can do business, then fine. And if not, you know, a relationship is just more more important to me at this stage in my life. What's the most important thing for people to know about you when they meet you? Um, that's a good question. I've never asked. Um, uh, I, I'm not sure if it's important or not, but it depends on what's the task at hand. You know, so if I'm going into a business meeting, mm-hmm. I probably want to look under the cover and find out more about the company, more about the management, more about the numbers, the cap table, and things like that. Right. That I'm interested in the business, mm-hmm. but um, not really talking about my past is probably what I could bring to the table and either how I can help the company or if I'm trying to, you know, acquire it or whatever it is. So I need the management to stay on or mm-hmm. get rid of management and get somebody else so we can scale and, and you know, build and sell. But that's more or less what I look at um, right. and then uh, again uh, you know what they've done in the past to see if there's somebody I want to move in the future with I guess I alluded to it earlier about like I, directly how do you feel like prison changed you definitely changed me how did it change uh, because you? I never uh, one I was able to mourn right right you know you, we talked about that, that that my family did it change uh, the way you attach things to business at all uh, yeah I th- uh, well I wouldn't say I'm, I'm I am a little more patient but I'm still I'm a very impatient person but uh, for what what mostly changed about me is I was able to reflect, mm. and I never sat down for no period of time and really looked at my life the way I did while I was in prison. Wow. So looking at things that I took advantage of, whether it was girls, money, power, things like that, you know, and looking at some of the bad things I did and tr- trying to figure out who I was and how I could fix those things going forward. You know, even with family, you know, uh, even with my son, you know, I don't think I did a great job. You know, I was in the house, but being 
uh, just because you're present doesn't mean that you're a good father. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That. Just because you're present. So, yeah, exactly. Care. I'm in one room and he's in another room. I might be smoking or doing something. And, you know, so it's a lot of a lot of those things that I looked at. And it was like, I want to change that and then have better relationships, uh, you know, when I came out. You know, I love talking to you, to you guys out of um because something about hip hop is hip hop was young, has always been young, mm-hmm. right? It's always been we never really had as many OGs as we have now. Yeah. We've never had as many guys who've been through the wars, been through the battles, and kind of able to speak to things with such authority. Um, how much of your knowledge do you feel like you is necessary to impart? on the dudes that are coming up now. You said you consult for free. Yeah. Sometimes you give advice for free. Yeah, yeah. And then, mm-hmm. and, and, and at the same time, you seem to be incredibly business-minded. Mm-hmm. Like, normally, I'll be honest with you, Biggs, on this podcast, I can break people down and get them to joke around and mm-hmm. be super jovial and all of that mm-hmm. stuff right there. I want you to listen right now. Yeah. There's nobody fucking moving in this room right here. It's <laughs> different energy. Yeah. So, I guess, <clears throat> what I'm trying to say is, you seem to be such a serious, uh, a serious dude, but you also say that it's important for you to give back and give your time for free. Yeah. What What makes you do that? Um, I'm because I know the mistakes that we make, and a lot of these young artists, entertainers, uh, actors, whatever it is, they they do stuff and they. Um, sports players, athletes, they get in the business and they they don't think that that faucet is going to cut off. You know, so they start making money and, you know, spending it at a fast rate or private jets or whatever they've seen or want to uh, replicate the lifestyle that we used to live. Right. It's true. So I know the mistakes we made. Right. And flying private for five and six years, you know, what I'm saying trying to keep up and doing a lot of things. So and um, I look at the business that they're trying to do and I try to help them outside of that. I'm like, OK, you're doing this. What are you trying to do outside of that? You know, this isn't going to last forever. Mm-hmm. So just try to help them build something that's sustainable and then help them think about how to use their platform to jump into different businesses you know so i think that's important because in education of learning business right so a lot of times they ask me about whether it's points whether how to do the deal or whether uh should equity or you know i mean is it you know a a lot of things so i just try to help them so they can uh at least be more educated so they know that they're making the best decision for themselves you know Mm -hmm. i mean in a place that they're at right now so that's that's important to me and i use my social platform for that a lot yeah you know so being vulnerable like it was a message i wrote I didn't know it was going to, you know, people, it was going to uh, hit people like that. But when my brother, it was 15 years, uh, September 6th, and I had wrote this long message, you know, about what I, you know, I always point to myself. So I don't ever say what somebody else did this. I'm like, this is what I did wrong. This is what happened to me yeah. and hoping that I can use my story that it can just change one person. And then hope maybe it's a snowball effect that may change millions, you know? Yeah. yeah. When, so when you, you you talk about you know sort of sharing things like that and, and and talking about different issues that that you've been through what were some of the things because we we every single old head that I've ever known told me not to make all the mistakes that I've ended up making right? mm-hmm. they told me not to do this they told me not to do that they told me not to 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 to, to get involved in, in certain situations like we look at y'all and we see y'all, we revere y'all so much. Why don't you think that the younger generation, why is it always so hard to make them see the right way to do something? 
because we hard headed, right? The same way you are and I was growing up, right? Mm-hmm. And whether it's parents saying don't do this or don't sell drugs or stay away from this neighborhood, um, you know, we, we, we follow our own paths and, and make those mistakes. I, I can't say, you know, what it is or, or not or whether it's uh, uh, whether it's had something to do with the schooling, community or parenting or maybe all of the above. I mean, I, I don't have that answer for that. But at the same time, it's just like still just try to help. You know, yeah. so you do know what you can. Yeah, so yeah. I, you know, I I speak a lot. You know, I go around, I talk, I do, uh, you know, speaking engagements. I I use my social platform, and then people reach out to me as well. You know, y'all talk about ownership a lot. Culturally, black people own hip hop. Blacks and Latinos own hip hop, right? Mm-hmm. Young black, young black and black people on hip hop in order to kind of go where you're going to go in hip hop or in fashion, especially the fashion that we're talking about, you got to get a stamp from certain guys. Uh, Kanye got a stamp, you Hove got a stamp, you Drake got a stamp, you Drake got a stamp, you. But from a business standpoint, we still do not own rap, right? Mm-hmm. It's still guys like Lucian Grange. It's mm-hmm. still guys like that, that, that run our culture. How, if you were plotting out the course, how would we own our culture? Because we own it culturally, but mm-hmm. how would we be the people at the top of these? Because that's kind of what you, what's happening over there with Tidal and what's mm-hmm. happening with Rock Nation. Mm-hmm. This is the upstart. These are the upstarts. What happened with what, what, what Puff is trying to do at Revolt? Mm-hmm. Like, as a community, as a culture, how do we build the infrastructures and the systems to own this stuff so that we create the generational wealth that we need to maybe be able to sort of push past some of the problems we well, have. Well, specifically in music, I mean, you know, you got to raise money and have your own distribution arm and marketing arm. I mean, it takes a lot of money to do that. So these were companies that existed before. So they're just doing what, they, what they're known to do, right? It's just a, it's, a, it's a cycle, like bring more artists in, don't matter what the genre, if it's something that's popular, you know, mm-hmm. sell it and then, you know, and try to make money off of it. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, I mean, it's, 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 to say to, to bring it back, I mean, it's money, really. <laughs> At the bottom left, right? right? At right. the end of the day, you need money because you you need to uh, put an infrastructure in place. And before you do that, you need to raise significant funds if you're talking about taking the whole thing back. And then at the same time, just because you do that, and then the people or artists need to believe in you as well. So you might have this big system, right? So Jay has a huge system, but not every artist signs the Rock Nation. Right. So they need to believe in your staff and what you could bring to the table as well. But, I mean, there's so much right now, uh, independent uh, tune cores, and I think, uh, Rock Nation has their own uh, um, distribution uh, that they're building or it's built already. Um, I was speaking to them about that the other day. But, you know, you could take you, you don't really need companies like that anymore. You know what I'm saying? You can build the buzz and then just put your music out yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so we I, I mentioned a couple of times that we had Dame up here, man. Mm-hmm. And um, I talked to Dame a lot. Yeah. Dame is a uh, he's hard on me, bro. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Listen, <laughs> all the people out there, if you really want to test yourself, have a couple conversations with Dame and Dash. Mm-hmm. Dame, he continuously he holds you accountable. Mm-hmm. Is this and that? Dame wants me to just leave, leave, start my own thing, do my own thing, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Fuck my plans. Yeah, Dame's got to figure it out. But <laughs> his energy. And everything is so infectious, yeah. his hustler spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it like when you first met him, specifically your relationship with him when you guys were going through uh, doing your whole thing with Rockefeller? What was the kind of the dynamic between you and Dane? Uh, brother, you know what I mean? Best friend, uh, motivational speaker, leader, visionary. 
without you know, a doubt. You know, so he had all those qualities, you know, so he can get in the room, you know, rile the troops up, you know, go out. You feel like, oh, man, I'm I could go and be Donald Trump tomorrow, you know, after having yeah. that, that, that 10 minute uh, right. conversation with him or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a great mind and a very, very smart guy. Do you ever envision a time? Because I see the, the the pictures with you and Jay is a beautiful picture of mm-hmm. you and Jay and B. I guess y'all was all going to a war show or something like that mm-hmm. or something like that. Do you ever think that there'll be a time where that picture might have Dame in it? Um, I mean, yeah. It's so funny because I, I, I see like, you know, on my messages, it's like I can't take a picture with somebody <laughs> and they be like, well, where's Dame? Like, what the f- it's a fucking picture. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> So every picture that I take, I have to say, yo, Dame. Yo, yo Dame. Hey, yo, yo we'll see you an Uber before we yeah. take this picture. Come up here and jump in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's a picture. Because I take a picture with somebody doesn't mean, you know. So Dame is in thousands of pictures. I don't know if they ask him, yo, where's Big? Where's Big? Like, we can't take pictures or have a business that we don't, you know, I don't work with. So just to get this straight, too, because... A lot of people hitting me up for music. I am not in the music business, and I do not work with Jay. Mm. That's my brother. Dame is my brother. You know, yeah. it's just that we hang out sometimes. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. It. The, it, it. I've never had a. You know, I mean, I mean, I did have a job one time when I was fourteen for like two weeks, but right. You know, like I told Dame, I don't work for anybody. You know me. I've never had a job. You know right. what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm an earner. I'm a hustler. So I'm gonna go and create something and create my own space and then do what I want to do ever try to broker anything between them those two guys so they can get back on a good accord um no mm. yeah Maybe. i don't know if there's anything to broker you know what i mean right. like i know they were together but while i was you know they were sending me pictures while i was in prison together mm-hmm. okay you know what i mean so i didn't there was no beef or anything to speak of after that so you know it's even dame i mean i haven't i've seen him uh it was probably two years ago we sp- we speak more you know, uh, then I then I see him. But uh, last time I spoke to him was probably three months ago mm-hmm. when I was out here. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, there's no problem of beef. I mean, I'm just doing my own thing. He's doing his own thing. We are actually replicating the same formula. Same thing. Yeah. He's in fashion, spirits. That's you know, right. uh, TV, film. Like everybody's just doing the same thing by themselves. So it's it's not a problem. I mean, I, we just talked about hip hop. I haven't. I've seen my brother, my brother, my blood brother, one time in probably the last year and a half. Mm. So, doesn't mean that I can't have to see Dame right, <laughs> or, right. or, or Jay or anybody right. else. You know, what I mean, it's just that you know Jay and I we we probably text more, but at the same time, our schedules don't permit for us to, to spend a lot of time neither. You know, what yeah. I mean, so we just enjoy the time that we, you know what we have when we're together. Even when it was Rockefeller, me, Jay, and Dame, I probably spent more time with Tata um, oh, okay. than than anybody else. Word. You know, what I mean, Word. so was there anybody all, like like um. When you guys were doing the Rockefeller thing that you wish you had signed? Uh, that I cut of, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably Fabulous. I, I, mm. I, yeah, Fab. Well, Clue brought brought that uh, early, and I decided not to sign. Why? Um, um, it was funny because he used to do this thing like, huh, huh, <laughs> <laughs> And I used to be like, yo, that's annoying. And now it's funny because I love it. Do <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Because like, mm-hmm. like that's become his signature thing. Uh, but, I mean, Fab is super dope. You know what I mean? Re- bruh, when yeah. Fab first came out, mm-hmm. Fab was putting the joints out. We we liked every Fab song. Every Fab song that came out, like I can't deny it. All all of the stuff that he was coming out, it was all good. But it was a couple years after that. Well, actually, not even a couple years when we started really getting into the tapes and stuff. When you would listen yeah. to Fab, you'd be like, "Yo, this nigga's nice." Yeah, and I, like like yeah. not nice, yeah. like not nice. Oh, not he yeah. can rap. Yeah, but he is. Ver- Next yes. level exactly. A plus lyricist yes. Nice And I, did, I Truthfully I never really gave him that shot 
you know what I mean? So I would hear the singles and stuff. And like you said, over mm -hmm. probably, I want to say the last three years or so, you know what I mean? I've been really digging down and listening to her stuff. And I didn't, re I was like, yo, this, and people like, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, like that's fab. Nice. I'm like, all right, uh, uh, I'm a little late. <laughs> you right, know what right. I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, you know what I mean? Great dude. Like we're, we're good friends and everything, you know what I mean? But I just, you know, it's funny because I was just telling him I want to see him perform too. Because like that project he had with him and Jada was amazing to me. Mm -hmm. Like amazing. Pretty uh, versus Jason Jordan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, yeah, he's, it's mm -hmm. now, now, you know, um, when he when he when he get on the mic, you know he don't he don't he, he don't miss. But so Fab was probably the one artist back then uh, that you wish. What do you think about sort of because y'all made stars, and then y'all made big stars, and y'all made culture changing mega stars, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and one of the culture changing mega stars y'all made, Kanye West. Yeah, Kanye West, despite whatever, is the most important hip-hop cultural figure to me of the last 15 years. Jay was a little bit before that. Mm -hmm. uh, but the reason why I say that is because... Mm -hmm. I get that. As a contemporary artist, you know, you had Jay come through and Jay was just super nice. But that was coming right off Big, right? So after 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 Big was gone, Jay takes it to the next level. Mm -hmm. Kanye was the first guy that, as an artist, changed the way I thought, mm -hmm. listened to music, dressed and looked at the world yeah all in one mm -hmm. everybody else you know took a while you go a different artist for different things yeah. um watching kind of everything that he's been going through and seeing everything that's happened with him what do you think um i mean i, I obviously he needs somebody in his corner um if he doesn't you know, the kind of... He's doing better now, we should say. He's doing... Yeah, like, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, well, I, I mean, yeah, it's not on a rant like how he was before, but, you yeah. know, when I see that, it hurts, uh, you know, when he says some of these things. I know he's went back and, and taken some of this sure, stuff. Sure, yeah. Taking it yeah. back, but because I know his heart. Right. You know, so the Kanye that I knew was the guy who would be like, oh, man, this girl wants to see me. He'll get off the road and fly to some state you know whatever it is in minnesota something to go visit some little kid's school or something like that you know yeah. or if somebody had a problem go visit them in a the hospital like i knew his heart and he would do that not for press you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, so yeah, those yeah. are the things that we had so when i see the things that's going on it's like wow you know and then you know the the, the mental instability that that you know and being i think it's bipolar mm -hmm. if, or schizophrenic i know they have a lot of the same traits uh i mean it's it's a tough thing because there's no cure for that. And I, I know some people close to me that's had some of them problems and then the medicine like is all trial and error. You know, so they give you oh. they give you a bunch of pills and a bunch of pills and, and they, they go, Okay, the dosage. Yeah, adjust yeah. this, then you start gaining weight. So for like women, that's how you know, uh, a lot of women would stop because it they gain so much weight. They was like, I'm not taking these pills, and then mm -hmm. they stop taking them, and then they become sick, and then they lose all this weight right. and their mind at the same time. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times now, when he's speaking, I don't know where it's coming from, and you know, is it something that's doing what uh, going on with him mentally, or is this something that he's just opinionated with, and it's kind of hard to to figure out which Kanye is speaking. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So at, right now, it's just a, a, a point that I just hope that something happens that can get him some help because I think he does mean a lot. Uh, to the world you know as the artist that he is because he's such a cultural icon at this point and like you said he changed all these different things all of those things um all you know if it's a way to once. if it's a way to get back to that and then push the people forward in a positive way that's that's just what i'm hoping for but at the same time it's you know it's sad yeah it's yeah. sad I, I think you know i think that um 
that uh and just to add too because i seen the, the the interview with him and charlamagne because even some of the stuff that he's saying is just like you know confusing like when he'll say uh and this is something i thought about i've never said this on air too i'll give you the, ex uh, the exclusive for this what talking about and uh while i was while i was in prison right and me i did kanye's first album yeah. right mm -hmm. Soup the nuts, right? The first thing I told Dame J. Luck for people that don't understand the music industry, when yeah. you say did the album, right? So I I went in, listened to the album, seen the genius of it, uh, picked the singles, hired the radio team, the marketing. We moved them around on tour. Once he started to get some success, I mean, Dame has admitted this all the time. Then everybody else jumped on board. Lior didn't want to deal with it. The whole nobody in Def Jam cared about the project. They said that actually they would drop him and we could take him someplace else. Mm. So. I had so much to do with the success and, you know, so, you know, being in prison or looking at, uh, you know, a, a award or something and seeing these shout outs and all these things. And he's never one time said, you know, thank you to Biggs or or anything. Right. So that was something I had to fight with in myself. Like, do I really care? Do I want the notoriety or am I just happy that I got somebody off? Like when you sign somebody. It's not like they have to do this, right? You don't sign them and say, okay, yo, if you become successful, you need to start giving me my props once you make it. So that was something I had to deal with too. So when he was doing his uh, interview with Charlemagne and he was like, he was going through this uh, this tough time because people wasn't accepting him or giving him uh, yeah, for what he's accomplished, yeah. it brought back to how I was feeling. I was like, right. wow, you know what I mean? Yeah. There are people to feel like that. Yeah. And then he would say stuff like, well, you know, when I was with L.A. Reid, uh, you know, I had radio and then I didn't have radio, radio anymore because L.A. Reid wasn't pushing that records. L.A. Reid don't do radio. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm like, is this guy confused or not? That's mm -hmm. Benny Pugh. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if you're there every day, Benny Pugh did the radio. That's why L.A. Reid was so successful with all those projects. Right. But you put, a st you know, you put, you surround yourself with staff with great people mm -hmm. who do their jobs, you know, individually but separate you know la reed ran the company but benny Pugh did that mm -hmm. you know what i mean so like if and i think i would think that he knows that so it's just like yo if you're gonna have this platform speak to the people who's really you know who who put you right who, who put, put you, you there yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what i'm saying yeah, yeah. So, so with that i'm just saying it was it was something that i had to look at in myself like why do i want him to say that yeah you yeah. know what i'm saying nah, you know I, I get it i get it yeah. do you do, do did you ever get the answer to that no you still don't know why specifically you wanted him no, to say that. No, and it's funny. And the last time I seen him, I just seen him in uh, when Virgil just did Louis Vuitton thing. Yeah, out in, out in France or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny you see me. I was like, "Yo, what's up?" He was like, "Hey, man, how you doing?" And then walked away. Crazy. Yeah. So I was, you know, it, I was like, you know, I, like, did I do something to this dude or something like that? Like, yeah. yo, fam, like, yeah, you know what I mean. So afterwards, I, I seen him again, and I, you know, I gave him five, and I was like, yo, man, I love you, man, I'm proud of you, and then he just like, yo, I love you too, you yeah. know. So that felt a lot better, felt and, better uh, yeah. and authentic, mm -hmm. you know. So, dude, but but regardless of that, I wish him the best, and I hope that he gets back to that place that he was before, yeah. musically and mentally. Yeah, it do you like f for you the 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 feeling of of, of maybe one time. Not even wanting it, but thinking, you know, it might be nice if he just, if he just said what up or, or gave true. Forget about that. Accolades maybe not important. Yeah, is credit important? Meaning, mm -hmm. I don't need all the awards and all mm -hmm. the shine. But if you start saying, let's just say for whatever reason, you start saying these are the people who did something for me. Mm -hmm. 
if you're if you're if you're leaving them out, and then they leave out bigs. Forget about accolades. Yeah. But is the credit where it's deserved I, I, something that matters? Um, I don't know if it really matters or not, but it's still to that individual or me speaking. I'm saying I'm sure that I would it would sting. Yeah, it whether it's short, or, or, or it, but but it's something that I need to get over. You know right. what I'm saying? So that's why I always huh. bring it back to myself. Like right. Biggs, why are you for what? So people can know, or Word. do you really care about? You know, you gave this guy something, and look, look what you did. You know, and mm-hmm. just be happy for that. So I had to really look at that and be like, look, I'm over that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I just wish him the best. You know, yeah. but, you know, when I seen him, I was just like, damn, yay, it's yeah. Biggs. Right. Like, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But maybe that wasn't the time and place. You know, he's coming in. You know, a lot of people. You know what's there, crazy whatever. about that is this is why you need to have conversations with your OGs. Because I, I went through that on some real petty shit. And I'll talk mm-hmm. about it. Like, earlier this year, we did, like, um, like Colin, they, they erased Colin Kaepernick's name from, mm-hmm. like, an EA Sports game, right? Mm-hmm. And... Um, they erased his name from the EA Sports game, and I'm on. I'm going back. I'm talking to Colin's girl Nessa, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know what? I'm like, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna encourage people um, not to be mad about this because to me, anger and tears don't solve problems. Yeah. Action, organization, motivation—that's yeah. yeah. what solves problems. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm gonna encourage people to um, uh, take the money that they would have spent on the Madden game mm-hmm. and donate it to Colin Kaepernick's Know Your Rights camp. Mm. So if you're not mad that you could do an Instagram post about it, take, you know, fifty nine ninety nine, not mm. a whole ton of money. I know that's a lot of money. I don't want to say that's a lot of money to some people, especially yes. in my community where I'm from. But whatever you can, mm. just donate a little money so make sure Colin Kaepernick can keep doing mm. what he's doing. All right? That's a much better way to deal with this problem. So I tell Nessa about that. Then I wake up in the morning and I hear Charlemagne and I hear Angela Ryan. I'm like, listen, I need you guys' help. I want to start this challenge to get people to donate money to Colin Kaepernick's thing. And then... I sent it, I, I made a video, put it up there, and then Charlemagne reposted the video, and then Angela Rye reposted the video. And when the press started covering it, obviously he is a major fucking celebrity, mm-hmm. and I am me. So it became Van Lathan joins in on Charlemagne the God's, like, whatever challenge. Or Charlemagne the God did this, and then a little tiny print Van Lathan mm-hmm. started it. And I'm not gonna lie, when I first woke up <laughs> and I looked at it, I was like, Nigga, that was my idea. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I just happened to be on the phone with my mom, and my mom said, okay, son, this is a very good way to get all your blessings cut. And I was like, what? She was like, what do you care about? Exactly. Do you care about Colin Kaepernick yeah. being able to do the work that he's doing for these kids, mm-hmm. or do you care about a lot of people knowing that you yeah, did exactly. a good thing? Yeah. I took I took one step back, and I said, Mama, can it be both? No. Then, 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 then no, no, no. And I said, you know, what I, what I said to myself is, you have to care about the results. Yeah. You got to care about the results. You got to mm-hmm. care about what it was that, yeah. that, what it is that you did. Now, that's one small thing for me. I would imagine it's even harder for someone like you who's been a part of so many careers and, and so many mm-hmm. big things. It's almost kind of superhuman not to want credit and see your name and lights and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but I had to go back to why I got into it, right? right? I didn't get into it for the credit. I was the silent partner for 20 years, mm-hmm. you know? So um, it was just that because he was speaking and, you know, like I said, in that platform and I was just like, yeah. you know, you know, uh, because I know I personally, you know, touched, you know, and worked, you know, everybody worked really hard on that, you know, with uh, uh, Rockefeller and, uh, and Def Jam at that time too. But 
I think it was something good for me because I, you know, taught and, yourself. A yeah, exactly. Just like my mom taught me. Yeah. Love you, Crystal. Um, talk a little bit about Jay Z. Like, more than a rapper now, more mm-hmm. than an entertainer. Yeah. Like I took four 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 as a master class, mm-hmm. um, and how to look at contemporary society. Yeah. And it took a while for him to get there. He took some steps back, you know, took some steps forward. Yeah. But always seems to just take any shot from anybody, mm-hmm. let it bounce off of him, and keep getting the work done. What's so special about Hope? That's a good question, man. But um, for me, it's definitely inspirational, and he just stays true to who he is, you know, which has um, always been amazing to me. Early on, you know, it'd be <coughs> if Jay's getting 10000 for showing somebody who offers 150 If he just doesn't want to do it, he won't do it. Mm. You know, so he was always yeah. that guy. I remember calling him because uh, somebody had some money. I think it was like a million dollars a show to do two shows and uh, a million a piece, a million and a half in, in UK. And uh, the, the team was like, nah, Jay's just tired. He's just going to relax for a little Turn bit. Turn down two million bucks. <laughs> Damn. But the money never moved them. It's whatever feels right, you know. So you think about, you know, turning down Super Bowl and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's like he really has to be in a strong place mentally because he knows what that can do for his career, especially dropping a new album, uh, you know, with all the stuff going on. But he still is like, what was the reason that he turned down the Super Bowl? Was it about I, the NFL? I, I believe so. He said it on the song. Oh, he like, said it on the song. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I, Jay is usually, you usually know what's going on in Jay's life, what, mm-hmm. whatever's happening in that, whatever album he's dropping. Yeah. And same thing for me. Like if I hear something, I'm like, okay, he's either about to do a deal or something's coming up or this and that. So he usually gives everybody everything uh, when those albums drop. But what, I mean, that's just his DNA. You know, to, to to keep it simple, Jay has been like that from day one. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably strengthened now because he's seeing the impact that he has when he does something, whether it's a tweet or whether he supports, uh, you know, doing the tr- uh, Trayvon Martin or the, uh, I forgot. Fantastic the, work on the yeah. Trayvon Martin. Or the, uh, and what was the other one? Uh, Khalif Browder. Yeah, Khalif Browder. Look at Austin. Yeah. Austin, you saw the Khalif Browder documentary? Mm-hmm. Okay. Austin's a white dude. He watched the Khalif Brown documentary. Austin, you get to be black for five seconds. Four, <laughs> three, two, one. Oh, don't say the N-word. Anyway. Um, so, I mean, uh, that's just that's his DNA. Right. And I learned a lot from that, too. You know what I mean? Staying, let him, he's him always sticking to his guns and saying no to something. If it didn't mean that uh, he was pushing his agenda forward, yeah. that can help others. Yeah. You know? Amazing. So, I, I got to ask a couple of hip-hop nerd questions now. Yep. Nerdy shit. What's good? I don't know if you can tell, Biggs, but I'm a nerd. It's okay. You somewhere, you probably, you know, <laughs> in a hot tub, you're drinking Cristal mm-hmm. or Ace of Spades or something like that, and you hear a record, come on. The record is Ether. The first time you heard it, you thought what? Um, I was like, it's all right. Like, to me, it wasn't better than TakeOver. Uh, <laughs> so. Biased. <laughs> Ether's not better. By the way, let's go ahead and get into this. Mm -hmm. Shout out to B Dot. Shout out to to Hovane, uh, to Cass, to the rest of my New York niggas that keep trying to tell me and explain to me why Takeover is better than Ether. Mm -hmm. Why is Takeover better than Ether? To me, Ether is the ultimate hip hop diss track to me. But, well, hit him up is. But, Ether, <laughs> but why is Takeover better than Ether? I, I like what Jay was saying, the the lyrics, the message, the flow, and the beat. 
and it was and it was uh, really smart, like the way he did it with the you know with the going back and forth with the I forgot what was the artist on there um, singing and shit, but it was just overall better than me. Better, yeah. You did you do you understand the big deal about Ether? No, definitely. I mean, at Ether, I probably st- appreciated the song, you know, years later, but it still to me is not a better song than Takeover, you know. Mm, not at all. So you mm. feel like in that battle, Jay won. Definitely. Does and it, then Jay, you know, and Jay kept going as well, you know. Do you feel like it, did most people feel like that? Do you feel like because Ether, because because I don't, I don't know if it's would most because then we have to take polls right because now we're talking about millions and millions and millions of people well the hot 97 did a poll that mm-hmm. time yeah. and ether won the poll okay you don't give a fuck about that <laughs> no, yeah don't matter me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, I, like, yeah, I like take you know, you know what's funny you know what's funny i hope dame doesn't mind me mind me telling the story but i was at dame's crib one time and whatever back and forth between dame and jay exists or has existed or whatever I remember I straight up asked him because I asked all y'all this question, mm-hmm. and Dame goes, "No contest, takeover's better." He's like, "No, it's not." He's like, and he's like, "No contest, it's better. Yeah, it's better. It's better. It's not even close. It's better." I'm like, "Well, it's not. It's better." I'm like, "But Dame, was no, 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 no. If you know hip hop, it's better. Now nah, you can't say shit because now it's like, if you say shit, you don't know. Do you feel like either at, at any point shook Jay up? Uh, no. He, I mean, he didn't show any chinks in the armor. You know, while we were together about right. it, you know. Um, what is the best and probably because we're inside of that right so everybody around that circle is probably believing the same thing Mm -hmm. probably or not talking about ether the way it is so you get lost too when you have when you're closed in so again when I'm removed from the music business I was able to appreciate a lot Mm-hmm. things a lot more being removed from it you know like now listening to stuff you know i can say oh i don't like that song or this one is cool or i don't agree with that you know what's the worst song in Ross- rockefeller history song one song worst one song one album whatever you listen to it and you're like how the fuck did we make that what were you thinking just place uh, yeah i don't know i gotta get out some careful thought is there anything that forget, forget about worse is there anything that you heard and like you still feel like that was kind of like not it well, I know. Well, uh, definitely, uh, like sunshine. Uh, <laughs> Why everybody always? Because <laughs> that was the first single after the album. After we dropped "Reasonable Doubt," we came back with sunshine. Bro, I remember <laughs> the shock on people's faces. Like, I just my boy, yeah. my boy Ian was like. Yo, what the fuck are Dame and Jay doing? Yeah, because it wasn't even so much about. The, I'm, I'm glad they couldn't say Dame J Biggs. Nobody knew me. Then. <laughs> right. So, it wasn't so even give so, them the credit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was the. It was even uh-huh. more than the song, my G. Yeah. It was the video. The video they yeah, was yes, like exactly. the video, on the fucking yeah. like uh the roller coaster. Roller coaster with, and they with had big heads. In the, the big heads and then they all didn't they also have like, like the uh, the multicolored suits, suits yeah, yeah. and the faulty. Yeah. How did that happen? Uh hype. Hype? Yeah, hype Williams hyped hyped it up and you know the song. I mean we were just caught up at that time, chasing puff. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was kind of the, the shiny suit era situation. Exactly. Yeah. Had to go right back streets washing. Shout out to Shaka. She had that was her idea. Streets washing was cold. Yeah, cause y'all y'all really got right back to business. Y'all tried. (laughs) Y'all was like, nah, fuck this. Look, you gotta get off it real fast. (laughs) (laughs) Don't come with another one. Like yo, don't 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 another commercial. Right, right. Y'all y'all came right back with streets washing. Um, was there competition wise? Mm -hmm. 
were y'all y'all were in competition with Puff and them like that? Like, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, we wanted to be the best, and at that time, Puff, you know, I mean, he had the keys to the city. You know, I mean, Puff was killing it at that time. You know. All right. You what? What do you think about how sort of his his transformation? Like what he's doing now? He's a huge pillar in the community, doing a lot. Definitely. Of yeah, it was funny. We and him just spoke recently. Oh, where? What was that like? Uh, it was funny because me and Puff never had a conversation ever in that whole time. Hell, yeah, it wasn't until last year me and Puff spoke for the first time. What did, did, did y'all? Was it? No, nah, we laughed about it. You y'all know? wonder how in the fuck we never ever spoke. Yeah, because when we it was uh, after the Oscars and he was going around like, yo, you know me and Biggs never spoke. You know we never spoke. And then, uh, no, it was for the Grammys. For the Grammys. And then the Oscars, me and him, uh, seeing him at the uh, the party, the gold party, and then actually that. Friday, me and him hung out the whole day, mm-hmm. all night. So I went to his office, then him and I went to uh, to get some dinner, and then afterwards went to his crib. You know what I mean? But we, me and him, one-on-one, got to chop it up. And, I mean, he's a very smart dude. And, you know, looking at him and seeing, like, he gave this speech at uh, at, at the uh, after party for the Grammys, and you started to see the genius of what he can do and how he controls the room because it was all mega stars in his room and everybody's looking up at him and he's giving a speech and he's stopping almost like a song and he mm. kept repeating stuff like a hook yeah. but it was all off the top like he was controlling the room and make and his speech was like a song mm-hmm. and i was just like wow this dude you know what i mean he's special i could see why people really listen to him or drawn in you know but um i definitely applaud what he's doing right now and he's always trying to support somebody else always you know what i mean which is really good so when i dropped i had these uh two movies uh, in tribeca film uh a couple months back i want you to talk a little bit about your film stuff yeah but i'm just saying yeah. he facetimed me right away it was like yo what can i do to help mm-hmm. you know what i mean which was uh, amazing to me that he reached out like right that's, after that's love you know what i mean so yeah. it, it, I, I definitely applaud everything that he's doing right now talk a little bit about the film world and some of the stuff that you're doing yeah so i just uh uh, executive produce uh there's two uh projects one is a narrative uh starring jeffrey wright uh fan yeah fantastic actor yeah i think he's for, probably for me, the best of our time today for me yeah pound for pound i'm not talking about who you like to watch in yeah. big budget movies where i'm talking about a guy who can turn himself into a character yeah doesn't anybody. get any better than jeffrey wright yeah yeah, I think right now of our time, he's, yeah. you know, I mean, he's the best. Yeah. So I have that and then uh, a narrative that, I mean, um, a documentary, both of them uh, got picked up. Mm. Last thing I want to ask you, because I know you got to go, busy man. Um, I read an interview where someone asked you a question and they said, when you guys started off with Rockefeller, mm. um, did you want, was it about business or did you want to change the world? And if I can remember, your answer was, it was a good business move. Yeah. It was always about business. Yep. Now looking forward in the next portion of your life. Changing, yeah. It's about changing the world. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of people like Biggs, you want a billion dollars, you want this and that. And I was, you know, for me, if I could change a billion lives, I'm, I'm, you know, that would be more successful mm. than making a billion dollars or whatever it is. Obviously, I'm doing things for money now, right? These businesses. I, I keep I, the lights on. Yeah. But I do want to uh, be an agent of change in some form or fashion. And I don't know what that looks like right now going forward, you know. So connecting with people daily and then just figuring out things. Um, you know, I'm 44 now, but, you know, as you get older or wiser, rather. So you're younger than all those guys. Yeah, yeah I'm the youngest one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at things a lot differently now. And again, how we can help the next generation. Older or younger, actually, you know, because a lot of people can learn from the messages that we're putting out. Yeah. 
All right, y'all. Give it up for Kareem Biggs Burke right now. <laughs> Clap loud. How you gonna how, how you gonna use me, man? Like how we gonna how we gonna do business together? What what you got for me? It may not be business, just a relationship, and let's figure out what happens from there. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Man. But <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I have my own ideas. <laughs> I'm gonna send you a blue link to my to my my 13 track demo. Oh man, I'm no right. music, no what? <laughs> <laughs> send send that to Rock Nation. <laughs> we out. Give yeah. it up for Shout Dame. out to Dame and Jay, man. Shout out to Dame and Jay, man. <laughs>